Hello everyone, it's Sunday again and I'm very delighted about today's episode. My guest is the amazing American blues storyteller and musician Big Daddy Wilson. I met Wilson for the first time back in, I think, 2008 when he was playing at Henrik Freischleder's Blues Unplugged Festival in our hometown Wuppertal, Germany. Since then we have met many times in different places all over Europe and meeting Wilson is a really heartwarming experience anytime. In 2014, I even had the chance to step in for Wilson's great bassist Paolo Ligramandi and play a show with Wilson and his band, which was a huge pleasure as well. So I'm very happy about him accepting my invitation to join me on the show. And we are talking blues, racism, the state of our society nowadays, Wilson's new album, which is quite fittingly titled Hard Time Blues, and which will be released in September of this year, and much more. It was a really deep conversation which we both really enjoyed. We are glad to have you with us for the next hour and wishing you a good time. Hi Wilson, welcome to hey. the Talking Spirits podcast and thank you a lot for taking the time to be my guest today. It's really a huge pleasure to have you. I'm happy to be here and thank you for inviting me and uh Hope to have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah, the last year, 2020, has been very challenging for actually everybody, but especially so for us musicians, you know, with, with everything, not being able to play shows, not being able to travel, not being able to meet up with people and, and work on projects. I mean, basically, all of this is very essential to us and, and to, to the way we are leading our lives. So how did this all affect you in the last year? And how are you feeling right now in January of 21? Right now, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hopeful and positive. Uh, but this, is, this uh, uh, pandemic has a major and a big effect on me and I guess on all of us who are artists who are, you know, who need this... Uh, you know, need you this platform, you know, the entertainment platform and the clubs and and the tours to 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 make a living and to to uh, to communicate with people. So this was a big effect. You know, this really had a big effect. It really stopped us cold in our footsteps. And so we had to. I had to get used to it and 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 find a different way. I I spent a lot of time in the studio, my home studio, recording, and uh and working in that way, but uh, we have to either way get around it, move around it, and so work around the ups and downs, and, uh, and so uh, I'm happy that uh, I'm still able to do it, and uh, we're, we're still still kicking. We're silly and we're healthy. Yeah, but what you just said, also for me, you know, like when it all started, I realized finally that, you know, I have time at my hands to for, for things to do which I was not able to do in years when we were touring all the time so you know there's I mean there's of course it's uh, devastating but 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 there's also some upsides to it if you yes. if you have the perspective where you you know where you are willing to see them and and also embrace them Correct. I think really? but so so you're working on new music as well Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm at the time working on a new album, uh, but this downtime also, like you say, gave me a lot of t a chance to uh, to reflect on where I'm at and, and what I want and, and what else I want to achieve and yeah. and uh, what what's in, what's my, what's my priorities. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm happy for that. Yes, I mean, same here. Like you know, you got time to spend with more time to spend with family. And you really can uh, concentrate on on what really matters. There that was go. what it was for me. Okay, so if we go back in time a little bit, you were born in Edenton. I hope I'm uh, spelling it properly. That's North, right, Edenton. Uh, Edenton is a little town in North Carolina in That's the United right. States. And so, if you if you try and and think back of your childhood, you know, like. What what are the things that come to mind? Wow, <laughs> so so many beautiful things. 
comes to my mind. You know, you talk about childhood. And so we was we was very poor, but we didn't know it. I, I didn't know it, you know, because it seemed like everyone else was poor also. And we just went outside, play and just had fun. We do what kids don't do today, I guess. We we didn't have no computers, so we climbed trees and played in the mud. And, <laughs> Get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and things like that. And, and, and the, the worst thing we might do is go to the neighbor. Uh, apple tree and, and take some apples. <laughs> take some you apples. Know. Yeah, I remember yeah. me. We have been doing this too, but not with apples. There was a cherry tree. Cherry. You know? Okay. <laughs> Now we had we had apples. They had the plums trees. It was a very fruitful area, and so the apples, plums, peaches, uh, grapes, a lot of things grew down there in, in North Carolina. But as I grew older, we get a job uh, after school working in tobacco or picking cotton or beans or, you know, working in crops in the fields. And so, you know, we did all sorts of things like that. Okay. Yeah. But, but so basically, you, if you think back of your childhood, memories are uh, uplifting and positive. Very good. That's yeah. a good good thing to, to be able to say, I think. Same for me, you know, oh, it yeah. was wonderful when I was a little kid. Yeah, but, but how did music come into the picture for you? Music was always in the picture, you know, uh, uh, in the South, we grew up going to church. And so it was always, you know, choir, you know, and you, you, you go to church all the time. And so uh, we, we had my, my grandmother's sister, our house was in the middle and my grandmother's sister house was to the left and the other house to the right. And they went to the different churches. And whenever they went to church, I had to go to church with my grandmama's sister, go to their church, go with my other grandmother's, you know, my grandmother's other sister, go to church. So we stayed in the church and and all of those gospel singers and the choir. So the music was always there. Then we also had the music on the radio that was that was a, a, a the, the 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 country music mm. that was played, and yeah. then the music in the school band, you know, marching band, and so it was. It was rich. Yeah, so it was a part of your life from, from early on. But did yes. you already sing back then in, in church? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I was way too shy. I, I feel, no, no, I'm not a singer. We got those those type of singers. They are, wow. And I'm, I'm yes, powerful. And I'm more of a, a storyteller. And so I, I didn't sing around these type of gospel singers. I kept my mouth shut. And okay. just learn and look and listen and yeah. yeah. But 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 it certainly, you know, it, it laid down a ground for you yeah. for later, possibly. And and since you just said you you as a storyteller, I guess also, you know, you have to live to be able to tell a story. So yeah, but uh, I remember I remember that you once told me that actually you discovered the blues, which is the type of music you are now very much into and you are known for, that you discovered the blues very late in your life. And, and also, which is astonishing, that this did not happen in, in, in the States, as one could yeah. expect, but it happened in Germany, in fact. So if you, if you, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how the blues came into your life and, and also what the blues does mean to you okay. now that you are in, in the blues for so long. Yeah, a long time now. But uh, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about blues. It was just gospel music, country music from the radio, and later it's the soul music, you know, James Brown and, 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 and then the, the, the funky delics and all of these type of groups. But uh, I joined the U.S. Army I was sent to Germany, and uh, we used to sing in the army, sing what we call marching cadence. And so I used to sing that way and uh, uh, calling cadence. And, and then uh, I used to sing to my wife. We used to put on Teddy Pendergrass, and he would sing, and then I would sing along with him. <laughs> and I recorded, I used to record it on the cassette. And my friend used to say, man, you ain't doing nothing. You just hiding behind that man. And so, but I always felt that, man, I, I might got something here, but, you know, I was too shy. Yeah. 
And my wife uh, one one day decided to take me to a concert. It was the first time I ever went to a blues concert, and uh, 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 and I heard I think it was I believe it was uh, it was a duo. It was a duo, uh, uh, Abby Valentine mm. uh, and Steve Steve Baker on, on, on harp. Oh, okay, yeah. And they and they was in Bremen. I was in Bremen in Germany in Bremen, and they was uh, uh, had a, a show and they was playing it. And I, wow, I, I heard that music, and I knew then. I said, wow, this is this is what I can do. This is what I'm writing, Hager. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, I was telling my wife that I was so excited. Because it was touching me. It was really, really tick calling my name. And so when I went back home, I continued to write. And then I started started to search for a, a band. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't call myself a singer. So I said, what am I going to do? And so the thing was, I was looking for a band that may be looking for a songwriter. Because I had written all of these songs. So you just basically just had in mind to maybe pitch the songs to someone else to sing them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I, my my uh, my th- uh, thoughts in, in in the back of my mind was maybe I might get an opportunity to sing. If it's not too uh, much pressure on me, I wanted to see. I wanted to be easy. I, I didn't want it to be under the pressure that I might need or have to sing. So it was a band that was looking for a, a singer, and their singer was getting ready to quit. So young guys, straight out of, uh, not, not out of high school, but it was in university. And uh, and so I said, well, sure. I, I waited a long time. I, I, I went, I answered the ad, and we, we met in a, in, a, in a practice room in Germany. And they wanted me to sing uh, the song called Stormy Monday. Mm. I didn't know the song because I didn't know blues, right? And so they had this female singer they had who was quitting the band, young girl. And she would teach me the song uh, Stormy Monday. And so she taught me the song Stormy Monday and I would sing it. And the guys, these guys, they knew blues. They studied the blues. They knew. And so they, they heard me sing. They said, wow, you, you. And they wanted me in their band. I thought they was joking. So because uh, I couldn't believe that I'm no, I'm no real singer. But they like what I'm doing. Well, okay. And that's how it started for me. Okay. Yeah. But ain't that funny? I mean, you as, as, like a black American man, you know, from the States, you discover the blues in Germany That's playing, right. like seeing some German white guys playing it. Exactly. And and then you start singing the blues together with German musicians. And, and exactly. you know, I mean, it just shows how, you know, how how universal it is and, and how, you know, how much the power of music as a connector is That's prevalent, right. you know. Yeah, but uh, then before you started going out on your own, you know, with your uh, under your own name as a musician or a storyteller, you worked together with German musicians and you released some albums in cooperation with them. So I, I think that was somewhere around early 2000s. And so if you if you remember, you know, that time from... From what you just told me to to the moment where you hook up with with other guys and then you you start performing and recording, yeah. So I, how- I, I really started recording and performing in, in the nineties, uh, uh, and so uh, little little here and little there in the nineties, and when I started being serious with it, really, uh, uh, like you say, in in, in two thousand, but. Uh, 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 Yeah, I did a lot of work with a lot of different German artists, and uh, you know, my, my my first band was was called uh, Carolina Blues Connection. Okay. And so that was that band I was telling you about when I just started with those guys. Their name used to be Standby Blues Band, and then they changed it to the Carolina Blues Connection, featuring Wilson Wilson Blunt. Okay. And then I I started to uh, you know work with many, many different other bands and just being a guest singer. Later on in the years, I I worked with uh, Gregor Hilton and, uh, and being yeah. a guest singer for some of his projects. I, I've been a guest singer for, you know, Blues Company, you know, Torsho and the guys. 
uh, you know, for for almost you know, a lot of different bands. It's hard, hard to yeah. try to name them all. And then I started my a duo project. Well, I started my own band for a short while called uh, Big Daddy Wilson and the Blues Caravan. Okay. And but we we couldn't really get it thing running financially to make it work. So the bass player and myself, we decided to do a duo. Mm. And uh, uh, he started playing the guitar and I singing and playing percussions. And so that worked. And so we started to uh, recording our first duo CD in, in, in two, 2004. Was it 2004? 2003, my yeah. boss just said. And so, yeah, that was... That was really the the real beginning because at that time I quit my daytime job and started living from music. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing to do to take that decision. I think yeah. you know, but uh, and then if I fast forward a few years, in two thousand nine, you released your first solo album, which is had the beautiful title "Love Is the Key," and. Yes, You have been releasing albums and touring the world ever since. So, you know, looking back now, what what could you tell me about the process, you know, of taking the step to decide, okay, now I'm going to go, I, I'm ready to be on my own and go with my own name and, and write and pr produce, record my own songs. And also the question, but this question is actually answered already, you know, if you really planned on having a career as a solo artist like you do have now? Yes, I, I always wanted to be a, a solo artist and do my own thing because I always uh, had a lot of ideals in my head that I wanted to do. Um, and so I, I wanted to tell my story. Um, and so it was a... But I'm, I'm not... A, I'm not a musician in that way. I need folks. I need good people around me. So uh, the, the thing about going on my own, it was a big step. Uh, can I, should I, is this the right time? So all of those things was in, in, uh, on the table. And uh, will I get the right type of support then? Uh, uh, you know, to, to do your own thing, you, you really have to have a strong foundation. You got to have, you know, you got to have things, you know, other things in place. To, to make it work, you know, things that behind the scenes, before you go on stage, you know, you got to, you know, get that, that ball got to be rolling and turning and, and so that you're able to, to, to survive. Yeah. And so that was the big question. Uh, am I able to organize this, all of this alone and, and get it done? The answer was no. My wife, <laughs> I had to have some help. <laughs> and so she, she, uh, uh, quit her, also daytime job to support me in my endeavors and my career to manage my, my, my business. And, uh, and it worked, it really worked. And, uh, it was a scary time because we have three children, but it, it turned out to be the best decision that I made. And, uh, like you said, then I signed up with, with, uh, my, my first solo CD with Thomas roof, roof records. And, um, It's been going uphill ever since then, and I'm happy. I'm happy about that. But I'm, I'm at the same time very happy about the way that it, that I took to get there because I, I learned so much from so many different people, yeah. and I had so much support from so many people. So all the people along the way who uh, I was involved with and who have helped me, without them, I would not have made it also. It's yeah. not that I'm so smart and figured it out that I, <laughs> I can do it. These guys really taught me a lot about the music business. And and uh, and, and and that was something I I'm, I'm, I will always be what, grateful for, indebted to, because uh, yeah. it is a beautiful thing, you know. You, you, you need, we need each other, you know. Yeah, so, I would definitely agree. Also, you know, when I think back of how, how everything happened for myself, Because I'm, you know, I started very early, but I'm not, uh, I have no formal education in music. And I just, uh, you know, just did it like old school, old school way by listening and, and trying to figure out stuff from records I loved. And then later, you know, so many beautiful 
people came and took me by the hand, so to speak, you know, and just said, yeah. "Hey, you're you know, you're a nice guy, and you can play." So let, let's. So I, you know, I I have also like lots of people who really tremendously helped me, and still, I mean, it, uh, the beautiful thing, what I think is that this is still continuing, you know, in music. We still always can learn and and always can grow, and we I still do have mentors, you know, yeah, and people I look up to and I love and and I can learn from. So yes, it's, right. uh, it's really wonderful. But uh, now that we are at this topic, um, one name which is connected to your career and especially I think to your albums is the legendary American blues musician Eric Bibb. Yes, so. How did you two hook up and, and what can what can you tell us about your connection to Eric and the work you did together? Well, it's a beautiful connection. Right now, just before we came together to do this interview, I'm working on a song for my new CD written by Eric. And so, and we just we we just keep sharing music. He would send me some music and and I would send him music, and then we would, you know, write on each other's stuff and And so that's where we're at now. And so uh, it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Uh, I met this guy, I met Eric. Well, I ran across his music from a cassette. They used to have cassettes. And I had a, a friend had a cassette and he played it because we was doing acoustic blues and he played it and he just knocked me out. And I said, wow, this is <laughs> the guy I would love to meet. I would love to, you know, do, do it like that. Yeah. And we had a festival, uh, me and, uh, My guitarist, uh, uh, Doc Force, German guitarist, uh, uh, great guy. He's simple, simple guitarist, but great guy. And uh, and and was a uh, uh, Klaus Grusset uh, was okay. was on hop. And we had a show in uh, Hildesheim. It was yeah. a festival. And uh, Eric came on after we came on inside the big uh, theater, and we was playing outside. And so we did our show and uh, Eric Van pulled up and they said, well, that's Eric Bibb. And so, and after we finished our show, I was going to my dressing room and my dressing room was right beside his. So, and I said, wow, what to do? You know, I say I'm a shy guy. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, just go all up in people. I don't know the guy, you know, never met him. Yeah, you don't want to step on people's toes. Exactly. Yeah. I never met him. And, and I'm, I'm I'm very shy, so well, I don't know. So I tried to get my wife to do it. She wouldn't do it. I said, you know, <laughs> you're the manager. Go ahead and do it. She wouldn't do it, right? And so uh, I said, I'm going to lose this opportunity. So I just walked in there, knocked on his door, walked over there, introduced myself, and told him, hey, look, you know, who I were. And I just had my show. And uh, I know all of your songs. I told you, man, I would love to uh, 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 do something with you. I told him like that. And yeah. I brought my wife, I introduced him to my wife. And he said, you know what? Hang around and I might call you on stage after the show. <laughs> and so I hung around and uh, he did that. He called me on stage after the show. And because uh, I told him I knew all his songs. And so, and so we sung the song, I heard the angels sing and the crowd gave us a standing ovation. Yeah, The newspaper wrote about it. And that was the uh, beginning of a beautiful relationship. Wonderful. And yeah. so, uh, and after that, he every time he would come to Germany, because I would I would follow him and 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 try to you know be in contact with him. And so, when I did my first CD with Roof Records, uh, uh, I had the song "Walk a Mile in My Shoes," and I wanted Eric to sing on it. And so I I showed him the demo. Uh, uh, and after we had he had a show in Germany. And then we had a uh, the producer, the, the uh, promoter, the promoter of the show, invited everyone to his house for for uh, a dinner. Yeah. And so I I tagged along, you know, <laughs> a groupie. So I tagged along, and at that dinner, I showed him my cassette in front of all those folks. He put it in the in the cassette player, <laughs> and they listened to it. And uh, he said, "Yeah, I do." And so then we organized a date where he come in the studio. And sing on this song. Cool. And there, there, there was the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, now that you, I listen to you telling the story, I have also, I, I have also always done this. You know, telling if if somebody really moved me and I heard something or somebody playing, 
and then I just went up straight up to them and I said, Hey man, I love your music and I love what you do. Mm-hmm. I would love to play together maybe sometime. But just the difference difference is that I was not shy at all. <laughs> you know, I was okay. like <laughs> and and and, and basically it's very astonishing, especially looking back, you know, how many of those things we, we dream of and uh, because this this the dreaming of doing something like that is at least for me is always based on a feeling it's a very emotional thing and yeah. so when i look back it's it's really sometimes i have to pinch myself when i think back of how many of those dreams became reality yeah you know and especially like for you with eric i mean i have to say i'm not really familiar in detail with his music but i know that he is You know, obviously he's a blues guy, but but he's also very diverse. So he has he has yes, yes. done a lot of many different things, and and so I can imagine that it's even after after you have been connected for quite some time now that it's still thrilling and 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 exciting and beautiful to still work together. Always and be friends. Always yeah. learn something from him. He's very humble, but very talented. You know, we're talking about a two-time Grammy nominee. Yeah, and, uh, this this guy is uh, incredible. He's so humble. You you would not, you know, yeah. think that the guy who, you know, on that level would be that humble. And just, yeah, but basically, yeah. but very often, you know, this is the case because somebody like like this. I mean, you know, got nothing to prove to no one. Yeah. There you <laughs> and go. I have made the experience that, like, mostly. The real, you know, the real guys who are really into it for the for the love of music, no matter how how far they come, they always stay grounded and and like a decent and and good human human being. You know? Exactly, and that's what I what I really like so much about. Me too. Me too. I mean, the music business has lots of very hard aspects and downsides, but this is one which is really beautiful. <laughs> Really, really so. And uh, I had that experience with so many, like Abby yeah. Valenstein, the first time. This guy, and still today, he's just so humble and sweet uh, yeah. personality. And, and you just love to be around people like that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I must say, I've been blessed to be most of the time around people like that. I always have a great experience, you know, when it comes to people who I met, other musicians. Yeah. It's like their door is open, and, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, same same here. And uh, you know, actually when I think back, I had the huge pleasure of playing a show with you. We just did it once. Yeah. <laughs> was it back in 2014 in in Denmark? That's right. And I was stepping in for your amazing bassist Paolo Ligramandi. And uh you know, different than many other artists like to do it or do it uh, for you. When you go out on tour, you almost always play with your own band, which is consisting, you know, of of it- Italian musicians, and they have been with you for quite some time now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and you know, for me, like besides playing with you guys once, uh, I also had the chance to see you with your band. I think it was two years ago when we played when we shared the stage in in the Kaiserslautern. I think to come yes. on. And and both experiences for me were were really wonderful, you know. Like I really enjoyed playing with you, and also I really enjoyed watching you guys and listening to you guys. And thanks, man. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it when, when we were together, played together. It, it, I mean, you 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 know, you came on board, you learned our songs, you you play with so much passion. I mean, I mean, you just made me feel good. I mean, and thank you. I just, I mean, that was. I like that. You know, they were just so warm. You 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 know, you figure how you like it. You you know, you were just like you was catering to me, give me what I need, what I want, how I like it, and just, you know, jump right in, hit the ground rolling and so uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. It, it was, was fun. Very yeah. But but if you know, if we can talk about uh, about your band because I I really think they are amazing, especially for for the, you know, for the type of music you are playing. Yeah. Mm really great sound and you can tell that they are friends they are hooked up and they play together a lot so what, yes, what can you what can you say about your band and and what it is which makes you staying with them for so long and, and love loving 
the experience? You know, I'm, I'm a very loyal type person. And uh, the music is so beautiful and so big. I feel uh, uh, these guys' heart and soul. And they bring it every night uh, uh, to the table. Yeah. And no amount of money could pay for that. It's something special that these guys bring. So I, I feel indebted. And so I, and I could never repay that only by being loyal and bringing my heart and soul back. And so uh, you just don't, I just don't feel comfortable about, you know, using this musician or using the other one. If I could use these guys who helped me build this, this show, helped me uh, uh, bring this on the platform, bring this up to the people. And so for me, it's, it's, it's more, it's deeper than just playing a note or playing an instrument. Yeah. And so, uh, and to, they get it. They they get it. And uh, no matter how simple the song may be, I try to put a smile on people's face or make the people think or or give some type of positive message. Yeah. The guys the guys uh, uh, respond first to that message, and then we can deliver that. And so they 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 are with me every step of the way. So uh, I, I'm I'm blessed to have that. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know when I when I, as a spectator or listener, when I watch and listen to you guys, I think you you really can feel and see that, and that's why, why you guys all together sound so beautiful. Thank you. you know, it's really amazing. Yeah, and then you know I remembered like, the time when when I stepped in for one show, the album you were promoting at that time, was your live album Live in Europe from Bremen to Paris. Okay. And obviously, you know, I, I didn't know about you before. And I, I think the first time we met must have been like 2008 when you played at uh, Henrik's Blues Unplugged Festival. But, you know, and then over the years we met, in, you know, in, in different occasions. Yeah. And it was always very nice. You know, we talked and it felt good. But actually, you know, And then, of course, I checked out some of the music, but it was like when you asked me to play, that was for me, that was the point where I really, for the first time, I really dove in, you know, and and, and, and so that was the, the live album. And I tried, no, not, not I tried, but I learned the songs we would play from this live album, which, okay. is, which is a beautiful one. And so there was one song which really moved me And, and took me by the heart in particular. And, and it's still, you know, still when I listen to it, it has the same effect on me. And it's okay. the song uh, Ain't No Slave. Okay. And so would you be willing to share, you know, the, the story of the song Ain't No Slave? Yes. Ain't No Slave uh, was first a poem. You know, before I was uh, writing songs, I... I wrote poems, and I thought that they would be songs one day, but I, I was not uh, couldn't play an instrument, so I wrote these these poems. And uh, every year in February in the United States, they, we have what they call Black History Month. Yeah. And on that time, we normally uh, cite you know poems and reflect on our history, uh, Black Americans, and and. And so that was, I wrote that poem, I wrote that for, for, to be a poem for that occasion. And uh, uh, and I wanted to, you know, look at, take a look at, uh, you know, our uh, plot in life and, and where we come from and, and then try to uh, put it to, to, to uh, music. You know, ain't no slave, it may sound, wow, that's sad or bad, but this is not, a sad song. It should not be. It's, it's a positive song because it's a song of, of hope. It's a song about where we come from, of course, all what we've been through, but uh, where we are today. And we're not slaves. We are free people. And uh, and so that is the message of that song. And uh, But at the same time, to go forward, I feel you, you, you have to look back so that you look at your past and learn from your past and, and be able to Uh, a move from there so that you don't make the same mistake. And so I always like to 
pay tribute to my, my forefathers of the blues, but also uh, uh, black leaders of, of the past uh, and, yeah. and, and reflect on what they've done so that I'm able to be who I am today and do what I do today. Yeah. And so that was a tribute a song for that uh, uh, reason. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but but then you know, but you also put it in in music very beautifully, you know. So I think when I listen to it, I can feel, you know, even if we did not talk about this before, when I listen to it, I can really feel what you just told me. Thank you. So so it's wonderful, and and connected to this topic, if we try and and take a look at the situation in the US nowadays, I would at least say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say like, you know, uh, racial segregation as it used to be is of course long gone, but I have the impression that, you know, racism still very present and not only in the US, but also everywhere else around the world. So I know that, you know, that this might be a tough question to give an answer to, but how do you perceive, you know, the nowadays state of the society We are living in in that regard, and also, what what do you think? You know, what, what could be ways for us as humanity, as a whole, to to get past things, past such things as racism? I think that yeah, it's sad to see that races have raised its ugly head again in the United States, and I think that we never addressed that uh, problem seriously, and so. That's why if you don't address something correctly, uh, seriously, a uh, serious effort to, to fight against it, to work against it, it's going to always keep coming back. Going to come back sometime. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so uh, you get a leader like we just had, they just had, I don't call him my leader, like they just had. And, and you know, just take someone like that to, to spark the flame of, Of, of racism again and to, and to just feed into this, this, this crazy uh, thing, you know, called racism. Yeah. And so it, it's sad, but it's, it's there in the States. It never went away. And so therefore it comes, it raised, comes back to the forefront uh, every once in a while. And some, in some places never, never disappear. Yeah. This is a reality that the guys in the States got to live through. And live with, or we in the whole world too. It's, it's a reality. We as musicians have long understood that we are equal, that yeah. we are brothers and sisters. We 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 know that. We we feel that. We I think musician is a different thing that make their world go round. Yeah, it's a different ball game. There you go. And and the, the rest of the world still uh, fighting with the elbows and trying to uh, me me me. And, and a, a musician know that it's not just about me; it, it's about us. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like when uh, Paul McCartney and, and uh, Stevie Wonder had a song talked about the piano, Avery and Ivory. Mm. You know, black keys on the piano, and then the white keys on the piano. And uh, you know, you need both. Yeah. If you take one one of them away, you're lost. Yes. <laughs> to make a beautiful sound. And so you, you, it, it, until we really, really realize that, until we really, really believe that and live that way, uh, we're going to always have serious problems. I, I for, for, for you asked me the solution, I for one don't think that man will be able to solve this. You know, I'm, I'm a spiritual-minded mm -hmm. man, and I think apart from the, our creator, We, we can't fix that because to fix my reasons by saying this is because to fix that problem uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit too hard for a human because as much as we, you and I uh, uh, are connected and, and enjoy each other, we still are totally different. And that's, yeah, that's good. That's not bad. I think so. You know, I, I, I think the differences are actually a huge advantage Damn. and we we can and we can you know on all sides it's a, uh, embracing the differences There and not go. seeing them as a problem is a huge chance because we can learn from each other exactly. and we can experience things we would not exactly. we would not ever come to on our own yes yeah 
And, and as soon as we started sitting in the judgment seat of each other, that's where I, I believe uh, we come into the problem. See, I think it's a little deep because, you know, for example, I want to give you an example. If uh, we talk about stealing, everyone knows it's wrong to steal. And so you make a law against stealing. That's okay. But the guy who steal bread because he's hungry, let's say the law means stealing means death. But the guy who steal bread for his hungry, you you wouldn't think that death penalty is a just penalty, penalty. But but the guy who steal because he's just trying to get rich, you see. And so, how would you now? Who are you to judge if he's stealing because he's trying to survive or he's hungry? That means you would have to be inside the man's heart. You would have yeah. to look inside it. Yeah, and we can't do that. Yeah. We, we humans can't do that. So that's why we would never be able to judge our fellow man properly because we can't see all the circumstances that make him do what he does. That's yeah. why I think only our creator can do that. So we need to take a step back and not be so judgmental and, and just uh, also live and let live. And, and, and we can do so many things for each other, but to judge each other, I think we fall into the trap yeah it's a trap yeah you know but also yes and I, i of course i totally agree with you but um if i but i also think i would like to add something to it and i think that uh and, and that what i'm gonna say now i'm saying from my experiences okay. you know being being a guy who was born in a country which does not exist anymore and escaping from a war which also was based on racial you know racial prejudices and, and whatever so i think that while i agree with what you said i think that we at least we have a chance to uh, to educate the young people and and show them you know that basically there's no differences no that's, that, that's and we all we are all in in the same boat if you want to put it like yeah. this I believe that's correct. We, we we still have to take that chance. You're right. We cannot just say, oh, we can't fix it, so leave it like it is. We still must keep on uh, striving to do better. You know, yeah. uh, each one teach one. And so we got <laughs> to educate our uh, 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 youth and keep trying to make this world a better place. That's why we, yeah. you and I, do music, you know. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. As you already mentioned before, you are a family man. Yes. And you are leading a long-lasting marriage, and you are a father of three kids. So, and I mean, you already said, you already told me like how you convinced your wife to give up her job and join you in your endeavor. But yes, uh, but but how do you deal, you know, with connecting family life to the life of a touring musician, and also how is being a family man influencing what you do in music? Well, in the beginning, you know, I had started off uh, touring and my wife was doing her job uh, and I, I quit. That was in my early day. I had a record contract. A record company was interested in me and they wanted to put me on tour. And I, my children were small. And so it just was not the smartest thing to do. So I, I quit. And the band was devastated. The band quit and it broke up. And uh Some of the guys, well, one of the guys went all the way to New Zealand. He was really, we had worked so hard to get our uh, record deal and we get the deal and I quit. Because like I say, my three kids was young and I knew that being on the road, uh, it's too much to ask my wife to be home with the kids by herself and do it all and not to be at home with the kids. Yeah, and also, and also it would have deprived you from a very important time in in your life and in 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 the kids life you know there if you're you not there you then you there miss you very basic uh, important things there you go yeah. so so i quit and uh and i waited uh and 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 until uh, my kids uh got older a lot older finished school and then i started uh back with music and and uh and so uh that have helped me because then my wife really supported uh, my 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 music uh, career at that time. And and so I, I could start back with uh, my family being, you know, you know, kids finish school doing their jobs and, and then they moving out the house. And, and so uh, it was a lot easier, but 
it helped me to, uh, you have to have a foundation. And if you got a strong foundation, I think you're able to, to, to handle uh, many things in life. Yeah. And so that family foundation really was my, my rock or my, my, was, was, was something that kept me grounded and uh, kept me and, and supported me. And so they, they my biggest critic at the same time. So they would say, Daddy, what's hey, that? Dad, yeah, what, what did you, you do? do? Yes. yes. What did you do there? Yeah. And 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 I'm I'm happy with that because I know they 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 they, they got freedom of speech and they 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 tell me straight. Uh, all of my kids are musically inclined, so they they can sing a little and and, and play instruments. So uh, I respect their their views. So I, I run it by them, and, and they feel it and especially my daughter, if she feels the song, then I know it's a good song. If she's if she can't feel it, then it's better for me to go back in the room and work some more. But, okay. uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy being a family man, but also now being able to do my music. And, and uh, that, that's, that's been a beautiful part of my life. A lot of my songs will reflect about uh, 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 my children uh, and my family life. Every CD, I dedicate a song to my wife, so I write about the love of my life. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy being a family man and being a musician. Yeah, and it's so beautiful that you you can, you know, you can put it as you just did. I, I think, you know, it's, it's really wonderful because, as we all know, I mean, there, there there's many of us musicians who would have to tell a very different story from from what you just you know what you just shared so and especially i i mean i i have met your wife of course many times every time we meet and yeah. i and you know it's just uh anytime i i meet you guys i'm just uh happy and and very it's a very pleasant thank you to be around you guys you know so cool yeah now i mean we have talked lots of topics like past and present and so if you would try and and take a look into the future let's say are there any particular like dreams wishes ideas which you which you have on your mind and you would like to realize and and you did not have the chance to do so yet well i have lots of dreams and uh, uh, the thing what I'm working on now is, 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 is uh, in the front is a front runner of my new CD. I'm, I'm uh, going to be recording this CD with a great producer from England. He just moved now to Stockholm, uh, Glenn Scott. Uh, he's also the producer on, on, on many of every of CDs. But this guy is incredible, and so the CD is going to be, of course, blues. But a lot of songs that I've written uh, that reflect on the world and the time we live in now. And so uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, and I'm just, you know, happy and just want to be continue to grow and to learn and to work with different people and to to be the best uh, uh, human being that I can be. You know, I to keep growing in, in kindness and, and, and keep trying to give to people and uh, to, you know, listen, learn and live and let live. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's my goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Simple. You know, actually pretty, pretty spot on, you know, you summed it up pretty spot on, like how, at least how I perceive how it should be, you know? So I'm very curious to, you know, to hear the new music which will be coming. And yeah, I would say, you know, as we are now approaching the end of our time together today, of course, the guest shall have the final word or the final say. So <laughs> okay. would there be anything you would like to share with our listeners to end today's episode? Well... Uh, we need to stay positive. Uh, and, you know, we're living in a time, in difficult times, and uh, we really need each other. Uh, we, we can't do it alone, and we don't need to 
fall victim to the fear tactics. Uh, we, we, we just really need to, I believe, understand that we are all connected and we need each other. And uh, that's the only way that we're going to make it if we really hold on to each other and, and, and to help one another. And so uh, that's what, you know, like I say, music is about. That's what life is about. Uh, and uh, this is what I'm about. I'm about if I can help someone uh, because I feel that so many people have helped me and you just want to give it back somehow, some way. If it's through music, if it's through helping with a helping hand or doing any type of physical work or information, knowledge, or any way you can help, then help. I think you will be happy and the world will be a better place. Yes, I mean, I, I cannot add anything more to it than just to say that I, of course, totally agree with you. And I uh, also think it's a very good note to finish on for today. So, you know, just what can I say? Thank you, really. Thank you very much for having taken the time and, and, and just hooking no up and, and sharing. And I, I really enjoyed it. Me and, too. You know, wonderful. And no so, problem. Thank and you so, so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And and also, you know, my, my very best wishes to you and the family. And let's say I hope we, we will be able to hook up in real life again sometime soon. And uh, wow. also, which I really wish for, play music together again in the future. <laughs> I believe we will. <laughs> Word. Okay. <laughs> So thank you. So thank much, you. Yeah, likewise. And uh, have a nice day. Take care. Stay healthy. You too. And see Bye -bye. you soon. You have been listening to Talking Spirits Podcast, episode number 22, with Armin Alic and Big Daddy Wilson. As I already mentioned, Wilson will release his new album, Hard Time Blues, in September. But there will be a single coming in May already. Make sure to check it out. And of course, you can always have a great time listening to Wilson's comprehensive and rich back catalogue and you definitely won't regret it. Next week's episode will be one in German again and my guest is the German music lover, architect, city planner and politician Rainer Wiedmann. Thank you for staying with us today. Please feel free to share the word of the Talking Spirits podcast with all your friends. There will be many more Talking Spirits joining us in the future. And I'm looking forward to keeping up doing this for a very long time. Of course, you can also feel free to contact me if there's anything you want to share with me or if you have any ideas concerning the future of my project. Have a nice week, stay safe and healthy and see you again next week. Bye.